Blog Talk Radio. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? My name is Quincy. And this is my show, the Talk to Q Radio Show. It's almost like posting a blog, except I'm doing it live. Cool. Oh, thank you for having cool. me on your show. Cool. So awesome to be cool. here with you and all your listeners. Cool. I ain't saying you don't screw. Screw is cool. Oh, my goodness. Oh, that came out. Oh, all kinds of freaky. That's not what cool. I meant. <laughs> cool. 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 You know, we need both shows like this because cool. people need as much relationship help out cool. here as they can get. Tonight, my name is Quincy, and this is my show. And tonight, we'll discuss the Zika virus, uh, maybe a relationship scenario or two, and auto-driving cars, along with other things. But first, let me explain to you how this show works for those who may be new to it. This show is a platform for you, the callers, the chat room participants, the social networkers, All of you have the opportunity to voice, chat, or tweet your opinions to me and be heard worldwide and completely uncensored. Because here on T2Q, there are no experts, just opinions. Unlike most shows where you simply just listen to the host talk on and on, I allow you the opportunity to speak your mind. You can join my show legends each episode and discuss a wide range of things like relationships, current events, sports, politics, and more. This show is very informal by design because, let's face it, my style is very unorthodox in nature. The topics are random, but they're relevant with what's going on in the world today. The call-in number to step on your soapbox is 347-202-0215. That's 347-202-0215. If you decide to call in and you get the urge to voice your opinion, then after you connect, Simply hit one on your dial pad. That lets me know that you're ready to speak, and it places you in the host queue. And please mute your phone if you're not speaking at the time, because background noise picks up easily over cell phones and headsets. Now, another way you can contribute to the show is to follow me on Twitter at TalkToQ. There is a live tweet chat that occurs during the show, and you can respond to some of the same questions that I'm asking over the air in most cases. Please search and use hashtag T2Q to read and respond to all show tweets. If you want to learn more about me, the show, or the show legends, then journey on over to TalkToQ.com. 
And if you can't listen to the entire show live, then you can find T2Q on iTunes and just pick up where you left off. Maintenance complete. T2Q radio show number 587 starts right after a few words from Forever Letter and The Crystal Show. Sometimes it's easier to express ourselves in a letter. Telling those we leave behind how we really feel can be stressful. But with Forever Letter, it doesn't have to be. Imagine being told that your life is now being measured in months and not years. You want to be able to say everything that is weighing on your mind to your loved ones in a way that will be cherished and remembered. Forever Letter has made the process of your final words easier to deal with, with a service that is secure and delivered on the date of your choosing, and can be delivered out to three years. The process is easy and user-friendly with different options available, such as choosing the stationery or recording a virtual message. Whatever method you choose, Forever Letter can help create a lasting and final memory for those you leave behind. It's important for all of us to say goodbye, whether you're healthy or sick, because tomorrow is not promised to any of us. Your Forever Letter will remind them that life can be a beautiful journey with words that last forever. Call 844-LETTER-4-FOREVERLETTER.LIFE, bringing life to your words. This wild thing, and you tuned in to the hottest show on the globe, the Crystal Show. I might get your song played on the radio station. I might get your song played on the radio station. The Crystal Show is back with great new musical artist interviews, great author interviews, get crystallized celebrity buzz, and all of the funny, entertaining insights that you have grown to love about the Crystal Show. Let's not forget about our great segment from a pimp perspective with Eminem himself. Stream the podcast that will air every Thursday and Saturday. Hit subscribe on thecrystalshow.com to stay up to date on the newest podcast. See you there, baby. My thanks to Forever Letter. You can find them over at www.foreverletter.life. And my thanks to thecrystalshow.com, both for being friends of the show. All right, 347-202-0215 is the number on the Talk to Q radio show. First of all, before I get started, and I hate to start the show on a somber note, but... um, I have a friend of a show. She's been a guest um, twice. Um, a young lady from the Kentucky, from Kentucky, by the name of Erica. Um, a lot of you may remember back in it might have been 2012, late 2012, late 2013. Uh, Erica and her sister Brittany came on the show. Uh, we had a show called. Women Asking Men Tough Questions, and then we had another show follow-up to that, Men Asking Women Tough Questions. Well, I I spoke to her on Sunday, and she informed me last week that her 12-year-old son was playing football at an apartment complex, and someone in a car sped into the complex and hit her son, and he was in ICU for a couple of days and ultimately 
passed away uh, last Saturday evening. And so I just wanted to take time to uh, send my thoughts and prayers to Erica uh, for her son and, and for her son's siblings and, and family, also to Brittany because that was her nephew. And I know they were there. Erica and Brittany are very tight. And so just want to let you know from um, all of the show legends here on the Talk to Q radio show and, and, and from me, just want to send my thoughts and prayers to you and your family. I'm very sorry, deeply saddened to hear the news. But um, we, we will pray that over time you'll be able to heal from um, this pain that you're feeling today. So I just want to send that out to Erica and her family. Okay. Um, we'll go ahead. Tonight we're going to discuss a, a few topics. Um, the first one we talk about be the Zika virus. You know, it's gaining a little momentum in the media, and it makes you wonder, is it hype, or is it something we should really pay attention to when we hear someone speaking about it? Because, you see, the problem with the media's coverage is that we've all seen it before. Sure, people get horrible viruses like these, and, you know, they may suffer through tragedies. But has it ever been on the magnitude as the news media paints it? So that's something we'll discuss. Also, in a relationship scenario, let's say you're on a date with your significant other at a casino. Your significant other gives you $100 to go play with, and you win $1,500. Do you pay any of it back? All right, that's something we'll discuss. And also, uh, there's a Ford Fusion that drove through the state of Arizona at night about a week ago by itself to test its reliability. No driver. How do we how do we know we're ready for this? Is this something that you're really ready to trust? A car that doesn't require you to steer. It does everything on its own. Are you comfortable with your vehicle being on autopilot? One of the many things we'll discuss tonight on the Talk to Q radio show, no experts, just opinions. Now, I also want to mention, be sure to go over to my blog over at www.thinkq.me. Over at my blog, I have a new blog post, the first one in a while, so please forgive me for being kind of dormant over there. But it's called The Dynamic Between Black Men and Women. And I really hope that uh, a lot of my readers, are, are, and for those of you who listen to the show and haven't read my blog, please go over to thankyou.me and check it out. Over one million hits is the real deal. Um, I, I hope that people check it out and understand. Um, I just kind of give my perspective on why there's this constant conflict between black men and women, and it, it should not exist. It absolutely should not exist, but unfortunately it does. So this would be something that I, I, I discuss maybe in the future on the show, but in the meantime, go get my perspective over at thankyou.me. It's entitled The Dynamic Between Black Men and Women. You can Google that if you want and take a look at it, and please feel free to post a comment, okay? I love comments, so pl please feel free to post a comment. Give me some feedback, and let me know what you think of the blog post. All right? 
Okay. Now, um, before I actually get into the first topic, uh, there was a situation here in my town of Jackson, Mississippi, where a young man was shot by a couple of cops. Now, from what I can gather, from the way everyone was describing everything in the media, he was going for a gun, and that's why he was shot. That's not always the case, but that appears to be the case for this particular incident. But regardless of who pushed the domino to commence the event, you know, it's like none of this stuff has to happen, okay? Now, it's time that we re-educate America and stop these senseless acts. Both black people and cops need to be re-educated. We need to, first of all, let me let me speak to the black people. Stop teaching your kids to hate cops. I know all of us don't do it, but there are enough of us who teach that, even if subconsciously. Cops are to be respected for multiple reasons. They're hired to be an authoritative figure in our communities, and yeah, they carry guns and a license to kill. Now, the latter should be reason enough to teach your kids how to protect themselves by respecting the law. Teach your kids, especially your sons, you know, to remain calm at all times around the police. There's no need to get emotional, even if you're right. Now, I understand that sometimes enough is enough, okay? I'm not saying that you can't say anything, that you have to sit there like a little little lamb and just be abused, but just keep make sure common sense prevails, Realize that if the situation is escalating to the point of no return, that the cop has the, literally has the firepower to end the argument, okay? So you don't want to get to that point. So if you want to complain, if you want to voice your opinion, just try to do so in a way that keeps you safe. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying be a punk. I'm just saying do so in a way that keeps you safe, all right? And if you get pulled over, then already have your license and registration out and in your hand before the cop gets to your car. Keep both your hands on the steering wheel at all times. You want to be visible because you don't want a situation where you make an unpredictable motion and wind up being a so-called accident. And, I mean, you just want to increase your chances of getting home at night. I know a lot of people are saying, why should I have to do that? I mean, what's more important, how you feel or being alive? And even if you're being harassed unfairly or targeted, it's better to just have your day in court than you can do something about it that can, you know, than to cause a misunderstanding. I mean, Ice Cube once famously said in a song that he'd rather be judged by 12 than carried by six, meaning he'd rather be judged by a jury of 12 than carried by six pallbearers. And I agree with that 100%. Live to fight in court. How many times have we seen people try to, you know, express why they're right, they end up getting shot, and they can't even represent themselves in court? All right. Now, to the to the cops, this is my message to you all, your re-education. Stop assuming that all black males are dangerous. If there is anything that is embedded in our brains in this country is that black males are, are to be feared. I mean, we see things every day that leads to believe that we're unpredictable and that we have no respect for authority. And in some cases, that may be true, but you're not going to get me to believe that it represents anywhere near a majority of black males. I know too many of them to believe that. Here's what needs to happen. 
Cops need training badly. Being a cop is more than just physical physical conditioning and gun training. It should be more mental training than anything else. Somehow you have to scrub their brain of every racial bias known to man, and I don't think that's as easy as one would think. Even if you hire 500 cops, just 1% of that number can be enough to ruin the entire rep- rep- reputation of the police force. You know, just five people, 1%. So if and when a suspicious shooting does occur, it would be more beneficial for the police to treat it like a normal crime, which it is in a lot of cases, rather than start playing politics. It will also give citizens more security in thinking that you're actually trying to protect and serve them and not just your own interests. How many times do we see police shootings and they appear to be taken up for the cop? But all of them, I mean, unless they shoot another cop, pretty much in every situation, the cops, you know, try to protect their own. And when you do that, then the public doesn't have any type of, um, they don't th- take, think that you're credible when you do that. Because everything always looks like a cover-up. And you don't want that to happen in the eyes of the people. Now, the police also need a change in policy. Shooting to kill should never be the first option. It should be the last option. Why some cops feel as if they need to empty their guns on a person is beyond me, especially when there are multiple cops on the scene. I mean, how many times have we heard about people being shot 40-something times? Really? Does it really take that many bullets? I mean, if you're that scared to get to shoot 40-something times, a whole group of people, you shouldn't be a police officer. It's just that simple. And again, that goes back to training. You can disarm a person without killing them. All right? And let me, I know that I said I only had two things at first, but I have to add a third. And it may be one of the most important things of all, the media. Often the media is the root cause to the mental images that we have of black males and sometimes the police. Whenever there is a shooting of a black male of some sort, the media can't wait to post the most gangster photos of the victim. Just like they did back in the day with Mike Brown when he was shot in Ferguson. You know, a recent high school graduate who may or may not have been a model citizen, I mean, I won't claim to know the kid, but he should have been afforded an innocent until proven guilty opportunity. You know, what does the media do? They post a photo of him all over the USA Today and some other sites of him standing in a little Nike Air wife beater T-shirt throwing, you know, what could be misconstrued as a gang sign. You know, it looks more like a peace sign. Now, we later saw pictures of him wearing a high school graduation um, ensemble, and that looks a lot more, I guess, appealing to the masses, but don't don't just show the people in their worst light, okay? I mean, show him, be, just to be fair, regardless of what you think of him being a victim, just show him in something that can be taken as a neutral or positive type of appearance. But too many times in the media, they find the absolute worst photo off of Facebook, and they post it, okay? And it's it's one of those things where, I, you know, I know I'm starting to get cynical with all of this, but it comes from a, a point of frustration. We all realize that there is a problem, yet we only choose to protest a few days after an incident happens, then it's on with our lives until the next incident. And I'm somewhat guilty of that, too. However, I do exercise my right to, my right to vote 
and I make attempts with each election to actually vote for the best candidate and not my favorite political party. If a majority of people gave independents a chance, we could actually see a change in this country, but that's just my opinion. That's a blog post for another day, I guess. But as for a lot of the victims out there who suffer um, just for being in the wrong place at the wrong time, I guess, all we can do is hope for justice. And that's the best you can do. I mean, the problem is who's going to tell the truth in the court cases of these cop shootings if the person who got shot is dead? So, like I said, do what you can to try to stay alive out there. And from that point, you know, we'll take it to court, see what can be done. All right. 347-202-0215 is the number on the Talk to Q radio show. There are 346 cases of the Zika virus confirmed in the continental U.S. Now, all in, all in people who have recently traveled to Zika-prone countries, okay, according to the most recent CDC report. Of those, 32 were in pregnant women, and 7 were sexually transmitted. So we do realize that we have a problem when it comes to the Zika virus. But isn't any more or any less than what we experience with Ebola? Okay. And now as far as Zika fever, I guess is what they're calling it, some of the symptoms, you get a fever, you get a rash, you have joint pain and red eyes. Now it's, it's spread through mosquito bites. Okay, and there is a travel alert for certain areas um, where the mosquito is most likely found. And that's something that the United States is doing to try to protect people from bringing it back here to the states. Now, there are fewer than 1,000 cases per year, so this is something that's extremely rare. Requires a medical diagnosis, lab testing, and imaging Um it can also be spread by animals, but to what extent of that, I'm really not sure. Now, it can resolve It can resolve itself within days, sometimes weeks. And in most cases, there are no symptoms. In pregnant women, it could cause subsequent birth defects. Um, there's a link between Zika and paralysis. That's something that's being investigated. Now, when it's present, the symptoms are mild, and it can last less than a week. And I mentioned those earlier. Now, currently, there's no vaccine or specific treatment. I did hear something on, the, on um, a radio show this morning that indicated that someone is hoping to have something by September. Um, I'm not sure what where that timeline comes from and what needs to be done, the reason why it's September. But um, the focus as of right now is to relieve the symptoms, and that includes by getting rest, rehydration, acetaminophen for fever and pain, uh, maybe aspirin and non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs like ibuprofen. Well, actually, that should be avoided from what I understand. So, again, less than 1,000 cases in the U.S. Is this something that's being exploited by the media? All right, that's the question I'm asking. Because... Just like the Ebola virus and just like the bird flu, swine flu, H1N1, other countless diseases that have gone through 
the United States as an epidemic. And let's see, West Nile, which I think is probably the most impactful that I can recall out of all the ones. And it makes you wonder what's going to happen the day something real hits and we just think it's just the media trumping it up for ratings. What's going to happen? What is that going to subject a lot of people to if they don't believe what they hear because they think it's just another situation where the media is trying to scare people into watching the broadcast? So how often do we have to go through that? And personally, I think that it's it's kind of messed up that we have to question what we see on TV as often as we do. We do the same thing with hurricanes. Now, for most of my adult life, I kept hearing how every hurricane that was coming my way was going to be one of the worst hurricanes, you know, known to man. Now, and, well, not all the time, but you know, in a lot of cases that's happened. Hurricane Andrew, Hurricane Charlie, Hurricane Ivan, all of those were very bad hurricanes, but nothing that affected my life for, as, for, as someone who lives 180 miles inland. Now, when Hurricane Katrina came along, we heard it was the biggest storm and the perfect storm. We had never seen anything like it. The media hyped it up, hyped it up, hyped it up. A lot of people didn't believe it because they had heard it all before. And a lot of people got caught off guard and it cost them their lives. And it makes me wonder the same thing about the Zika virus, something that I'm seeing on TV daily now at this point. Is it a real concern? And if not, and if something that's yet again just hyped up by the media, how do we put an end to this? Okay, how do we, I, I, I guess, return people to a world where ratings is not more important than the well-being of the citizens? You know, when, when does that ever come back around, or, or is that just something, just the days of the past, and we're just never going to experience that again? I mean, it makes me wonder. Okay, now... I also want to talk about Ford Fusion. We have the self-driving cars. Uh, about a week ago, I believe it was, they had a Ford Fusion that they put out on a stretch of highway in Arizona. And they allowed the vehicle to drive at night with no headlights. Okay, I think it used lasers to try to maintain where it was on the road. And it successfully drove through the night without running anything, about running off the road, all that good stuff. What does it mean for us? You know, are you ready to get into a vehicle and, you know, steering wheel not required, sit back and let it take you where you need to go? Because I'll be honest with you, I'm not ready for that yet. And I'm not sure when I will be ready. Now, they say some of these cars will hit the market 2020. 2021, so we're talking four or five years from now, we'll have the first self-driving car if all goes the way they've planned it. And I, I'm not sure I'm okay with that. And the reason why is that 
if there's any type of malfunction with a vehicle that's driving itself, how bad is that accident going to be? You know, how many lives are going to be put at stake over something like that? Now, should the vehicle have the option to take over if you fall asleep at the wheel? Absolutely. That's a great safety feature to have. Okay, something that takes over, maybe vibrates the wheel to wake you up, whatever it takes to keep your eyes on the road and keep you from running over anything if you happen to doze off for a few. That is awesome. But to simply relinquish driving altogether and sit back and have a drink while the car is taking you where it needs to go, that's a bit much. I mean, we already got cars that park themselves, that parallel park. Do we really need vehicles that are going to be on autopilot to take you where you need to go? And my answer is no. Again, it's a nice novelty. I'm not saying that if I ever got a car like that, that I would never use it. But you can best believe that if I did, I'm going to be going slow in a controlled environment and just doing what I need to do to test it out and maybe even take back control. But it's just, it's not my thing. And I'm not sure if people who are even into this type of vehicle understand what they're getting and their potential for it. There's a lot of good potential, but then again, there are a lot of things that if something goes wrong, and I'm not saying it will, but ultimately something will, if it goes wrong, what are going to be the casualties of that? All right. 347-202-0215 is the number on the Talk to Q radio show. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. All right, and we're back, 347-202-0215 is the number on the Talk to the Q radio show. To the phone lines I go, to the 601 area code, the Magnolia State of Mississippi, to bring on the man, the myth, the show legend. He's been dubbed the Minister of Sexual Affairs, Eminem. What's going on, man? Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? Not much, man. How you doing this evening? I'm good, man. Good. Okay. And Eminem, I'll let you touch on a couple of topics I've already been through. But um, first, what I was discussing was the Zika virus, man. The Zika virus has affected less than 350 people here in the United States. Um, it appears to be a rare incident. I know they're banning travel in some areas where 
the mosquito that contains the virus has been spotted. But is this, again, much to do about nothing? Are we crying wolf once more on a virus that probably isn't all that bad as far as when it comes to impacting the general population of the United States? Uh, I think that's exactly what it is. Now, um, you know, in the the modern age of, uh, you know, social media and, you know, and everybody can kind of have their own voice and stuff like that, you know, you can see how something can kind of happen one time and just kind of spread out. But just to put it in context, you know, uh, uh, pushing it a step further, what you already said about the facts about, you know, maybe less than 350 or around 350 people out of the whole United States. Mm -hmm. Take that in consideration. The Zika virus is not even a percentage of of 1% of the people that's affected by uh, uh, the flu um, and hypertension and shit that normally, (laughs) you know, affects people all the time. You know, even even though you know uh, hypertension not not uh, contagious, but I'm saying it, it leads to more deaths and stuff than probably uh, 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 alcoholism and drug abuse combined. You know, what I'm saying I, I I don't know that to be factual, but I'm just roughing it. Right. But 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 when you look at it compared to something that we view as just common, like oh okay, so and so had a stroke. Oh, you know. They died at, you know, 31 or whatever. Oh, okay. You know, but I guess because it happens so much, when something's new, quote, unquote, N-E-W, everybody freaks the hell out. Now, what's mm-hmm. the chances of you getting bit by a mosquito during conception and your kid come out with some kind of, you know, head about the size of a potato or something? And that's not making fun of the babies, but I'm just saying all mm-hmm. likelihood of that is damn near slim to none as far as what we're concerned. You mm-hmm. know. And 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 basically uh my biggest fear well uh uh uh, uh it, you know assuming I was in that position, my biggest fear if it was something sexually transmitted. But mm-hmm. to know it only affects you pregnant, it's like man man, damn well, it's where royal rubber they have seven cases of sexual, sexually transmitted um, um, incidents with Zika. So they have seven out of those three hundred and think forty two cases. Wow! So, so I mean, and, you know, once again, the numbers are so small. It's just like, it's like one of those things. How, you know, you hear these infomercials, you hear all these side effects, and you're like, well, damn. But the chances of that happening is one in four hundred thousand. It's like, okay, who cares? That's kind of yeah. like that that kind of number to me. Okay. Okay. All right, and another thing that was being discussed was Ford Fusion uh, has their driverless car that they've been testing. And last week they got a car and put it on an Arizona highway late at night with no headlights and the car navigated successfully through the desert, you know, using lasers to maintain its position in the road and Avoid anything that was in front of it. So Eminem, do you think you're ready for a car that doesn't require you to drive, or do you think that's something you probably just won't be able to get into, regardless of how far, how close it is in the future? Because they expect to put those on the market in 2020, 2021. Man, look, it, it, I'm I'm like this. 
I'm like this. Now, don't get me wrong. I am a technology person. I believe in scientific innovation and all that. But certain things that I'm definitely a renaissance man in. And number one, I like to be in control. I don't really like being the passenger to nobody, especially a female. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if somebody else is driving, I like to be able to say, stop this motherfucker or let me out. So if you're talking to a robot <laughs> or, or nothing, man, that to be powerless like that is just, uh, that, that ain't for me. You know, that would be one of them things they probably won't catch on until people kind of born into it. You know, it's almost like... Yeah, um, that's all they know. You're right, that's all they know. It's almost like, well, like me right now, I mean, you know, I'm not the youngest guy, but I'm not the oldest guy in the world. But, uh, you know, I was born and raised on, you know, landlines and shit like that, so it's hard for me to just to totally drop it, even though that's kind of like the trend. Yeah. But, uh, but definitely you're not going to see people 65 and older, definitely. You know, I don't care how cheap the uh, uh, sale plan may be, they ain't finna just give it up. So it's kind of like that with me with that driverless car thing. It's just like now, you know, my grandkids or something like that might be, you know, they'll they'll probably do it because that's all they'll know. But, nah, somebody our age, man, I don't see that shit, especially a dude. I think that that if it's something that takes over if you fall asleep at the wheel – then that would be, I would be okay with that. If that's oh, the damn. only time you know what? I just had in. an epiphany, man. I just had an epiphany. This, this is crazy. This is crazy, but this is Talk to Q exclusive. Uh-huh. Okay. Now, where there's technology, there's always going to be somebody who abuses it, right? So what if right. somebody starts using automated cars as a getaway car? That will be some flawless shit. They'll never be late. <laughs> They'll never get jammed up or nothing. This is true. And, I mean, and then, I mean, on top of that, you're talking about um, terrorists being able to use it, too. Well, yeah. Oh, well, damn. Right. You drive it into a big crowd on the highway and take out half a bridge or something. Right, right. They, they, you know, you don't even have to give yourself up. Yep. So there's if always there's always that. So there are always <laughs> people to take, a, to take advantage of the situation. It's sad to say. Right. Very sad to say, but... Um, I think you're right about when people are born and that's all they know, then they're not going to have any problems with it. It, it kind of reminds me, I remember my, my grandmother was born back in 1923. And even though cars had been around for about 15 years, um, you know, when she was a little girl, she wasn't familiar with cars. She was about five, four or five years old. You know, she had seen horses and buggies for the most part. And she said the first time she saw a car, she took off running. Uh, <laughs> she didn't know what it was. And yeah, it's I mean, funny, you know, you're talking about someone from born into, buggy you know, to deep. seeing something like that, man. That would be like the equivalent of seeing like some kind of, you know, a UFO. spaceship or something. Right. Yeah. So you know, this is someone that's growing up in the deep country of Mississippi. So um, I just thought it was a funny story, and um, you know, you never know how people, how long it takes people to adapt to new things. Some people it takes a little longer than others, but I'm one of those people. Before I trust a car to drive by itself and get me where I need to go, um, that's going to take some time. I'm just going to need it to take over if I start drifting off to sleep right. or something now, like now, that. I'm, I'm all for, like, safety mechanisms, like, you know, kind of how – you remember, like, in the – I think this was, like, the early, mid-'80s, maybe a little before, maybe even the late-'70s with the luxury lines where the big innovation was, uh, you know, 
and younger people, I ain't trying to tell my age, but the biggest innovation was like, you know, like auto cruise and shit that you could just put on the steering wheel of a car. Yeah. Uh, sitting on cruise control. I remember that was like a big deal. Like, man, you could lock really the car was. in at 65 and, you know, drive to, you know, wherever and, yeah. you know, be locked in at that speed. I remember how that was like a big deal, you know. Because really, uh, when you're driving to Chicago at the time, the speed limit was 55 miles per hour on I-55, right. and you had to keep that foot bent for 11, 11 or 12 hours, man. Man, you talk about being sore by the time you got to your destination. Mm-hmm. So that was a huge difference. My mom, um, the first vehicle we had with cruise control, my mom had an 85 Chevrolet Caprice Classic. Wow. And man, okay. you talk about thinking you had a luxury vehicle because it had cruise. I remember uh, my my dad had a uh, damn. What year was that car? Seventy. It was either seventy three or seventy four. Uh, Evergreen Deuce and a quarter Buick, man, electric, <laughs> and it had uh, you know power windows and stuff, man. And, yeah. You know, and that was like a big deal, of, you know. We used to oh play yeah. With windows and stuff, you know. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a huge deal, man. Hell yeah. Shit, yeah. So, but yeah, but these cars are just, they're coming along with the next big thing. So, yeah. we're going to see them yeah. driving by themselves after a while. And ultimately, this technology is going to wind up inside of um, 18 wheelers, which will be great for companies. But I just don't know if I would Ooh, trust that yeah. either. I don't know yeah, if I want to be on the road. With someone that's not behind the wheel, even though some drivers are pretty bad, I t- yeah. I'd rather take my chances with someone who kind of fears dying himself. Yeah, and then who wants to be uh, in caught up in the mix of some kind of super nerd uh, little freight yep. initiation where they they hack some you know yellow freight or something? It's like, dude, let's see what it do for the. <laughs> You know, it'll, right. it'll go off this mountain or some shit like that. And, you know, it I'm might like, be nah, a joke, man. but it turns bad. Right, right. Yeah, so not ready for that. I mean, they're already able to hack some of these cars now that are coming out. Right, uh, right. Which is crazy enough. I mean, even the brakes. So. Yeah, but see, all this shit, and it make you wonder why they can't find like a, you know, they need to put some of these innovation toward, uh, you know, finding uh like, you know, uh, not so much adults, because, you, know, they, they, you know, I sympathize with adults is missing, but, like, missing kids and shit, I mean, it's shit, I mean, you know, that type of thing, I mean, if I was at the drawing board, I'm like, okay, well, yeah, this it's cool to invent this, but how about something that, like, within so many seconds of um, somebody reporting a child missing, you know, they have some shit way up in the air that can almost reverse time as far as like some kind of super high digital recording camera or something that can put you to the spot and like, okay there's the car there and get the police the full detail right you know some shit like kind of like that stuff uh enemy of but the not state in the same sense that uh that movie that uh uh denzel washington deja vu where he actually yeah uh, went in time but you know something to that effect yeah. where some type of high tech you know well, we they have the technology. So I just don't think they want to use it. For, do it. Yeah, I, we have the technology. I just don't think they want to use it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because but let me ask you, you know, and this is changing the subject a little bit, but I can do that. But uh, 
How is it, Eminem, that, you know, just recently here in Mississippi, they had, uh, well, they had two convicts, I think, escape from Florida, and they wound up in Pelahatchee, Mississippi. Uh, one of them was caught by a cab driver who recognized the guy. The other yeah, one was later caught somewhere else, um, Tennessee or Texas or somewhere else. Why is it that they can always find ex-cons when they get away, but you can't find these kids? Uh, I mean, sometimes you have observation because I don't know on the con. Yeah, and, you have and, no and, idea and, where where a con's gonna, where an escape convict's gonna go. Right, and, and and even if I even if I look up and see like uh, somebody on a a wanted billboard, I don't remember that stuff, man. It's just like right. you know how you just perusing your daily life. It's just like who who looks at somebody long enough to say, you know what? Without that beard, is that that guy we just saw in that beard? I mean, who, mm-hmm. who even remembers that stuff? Right. Because one of the guys that cut his head, had cut his hair. So, I mean, you have these convicts who made it two, three states over, and they got caught. Yet, you can have an Amber Alert go out with a full description of the vehicle, the right. person who did the abduction, and the child, and you don't always find them. Yeah, and uh, and to the people in the radio world, uh, you know, uh, probably about 20 miles north of where I am and probably about maybe 10 miles north of Q, there was a little girl, uh, uh, I think her first name was Tamaya, Maya something. You remember a couple of years ago? Uh, oh, yeah, she went missing uh, from... Um from the house, they thought she house, had walked into right. a lake or something. Right, and and all that was just bizarre. It was just like the, you know, it was all kind of rumors that the parents could have sold the child. But the thing about it is, within the time frame, it's just like it seemed like the technology would have been there. It's like, you know how, you know how, like when we was like, when we first saw the movie Predator, you know, everybody was like, damn man, you know, the Predator got this infrared shit, you can't run yeah. from. It. You know, I'm just like, damn, man, don't they have some shit like that can look through trunks of cars or something? I'm like, I'm just, you know, I'm just like, I guess I guess movies mess me up because once I see something like that, enemy of the state, you know, just gone and yeah. on and on. Then when I see pictures of Mars where this could have been a a crater so many feet below the surface and now there's images of it, I'm just like, how in the hell we can't find these damn kids? I mean, it's like, it's not even a clue. You know, none whatsoever, man. And um, the little girl's name was Myra Lewis. Myra Lewis, that's what it was. Myra Lewis. She went missing. Um, it's been over a year. So, been quite some time since she's been missing. I think it's been probably close to two years by now. I'm yeah, guessing. I think it's about two now. I think it was in March, March of 2014. I think. So, yeah, it's a shame they can find these convicts. But they can't find these 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 yeah. kids. And, so you know, and then with the, the DNA technology and all that kind of stuff out there, it's just like, you know, within like a, you know, anywhere from forty eight to ninety six hours of reporting anything, usually the, you know, biological presence of whatever a person being is kind of there. You know, like they took the DNA off a of stamp. Somebody sent a. Somebody a love note back in the forties, and they matched uh-huh. up to who the guy was. I mean, when I see shit like that, that messes my mind up because I'm like, okay, well, damn, you know. You should be able to find anybody. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. 
I agree. All right, so, man, I wanted to go over this relationship scenario that I came across. So I'm going to throw it your way and get your opinion on get your two cents. I had a, there was a couple, it was a, well, it was a man and a woman who went to a casino. The man gave the woman $100 so she can play some games. She ended up right. winning. She ended up winning $1,500. Does she owe him the $100 back? Does she owe him more? Or does she not owe him anything? Okay, he gave her $100. Yep. Okay, so, and what what was the relationship with them again? Boyfriend, girlfriend. They're, they're a Boyfriend, couple. Boyfriend, girlfriend. They're not okay, dating. They're, they're actually a couple. They're actually a couple and probably living together, I'm assuming, maybe. I don't know about that. Okay. Well, technically amongst, I mean, just pure technicality, technically if you give somebody something, you have given it to them. 100% is theirs. Mm-hmm. If you give it to them. I mean, that's technically. Right. You know, but in in all reality, she owes him at least a hundred dollars, you know. And if they're a couple, you know, just if if it's just like a a, a win and and nobody lost nothing, you know, a lot of people just go seven fifty seven fifty and be done with it. But mm-hmm. but technically, it's a one hundred percent all hers because he gave her the money. Technically, you know. Okay. Now. I, I agree with you. I agree that he gave her the money. He shouldn't expect anything back. Right. However, I think it would be nice on her part to at least give the man his money back and at least double, at least give him 200 back, in my opinion. Yeah, you're right, right. And the, and the thing is, and the thing is, re- reversing the scenario, if she gave him the $100 and he won 1500 uh I really don't see too many females looking at it like, nah, don't give me a dime out of that money. You nah, know? they would. <laughs> <laughs> they won't they won't have they probably won't have. Hey, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 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 they if they like most of the chicks on these damn reality shows, you know, they probably want a grand. <laughs> you know, you get the five hundred or something. Yeah. So, well, I know there was one answer on Facebook, and I can't remember who said it. And uh, they said, well, it depends on if they find out. <laughs> they said, if I'm across the casino somewhere and they don't see me win, then nah, they're going to be like, I'm going to be like, nah, I lost that hundred. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but if that's the case, then it's going to be problems if they mess around and see a winning receipt or some kind of pot deposit. Some right, time uh, your picture on the pop future. up on the Picture pop up on the the casino website showing you as a winner. They're like, well, okay, well, shit, what is you lying about? Shit. Right. It's <laughs> over at that point. <laughs> so, all right, Eminem, and a couple more things and wrap this up, man. But um, and I was gonna save this for zone coverage, and I still may talk about it on zone coverage. But uh, it's it's kind of a a life issue on top of that. Now I'm pretty sure you saw or heard about the story. Um, Bomani Jones last week on Mike and Mike was uh, wearing a shirt that was created by a company called Shelf Life Clothing. Uh, the shirt is about 10 years old, but it's still a very popular shirt. 
and it's designed to look like a Cleveland Indians baseball shirt. Except mm-hmm. it said it features the word Caucasians in the place of the word Indians, and they're the caricature of a white person um, in place of the Indians mascot, Chief Wahoo. And instead of a, a Chief Wahoo having a feather in his cap or whatever, it, the Caucasian person has a dollar sign in place of. It. So. Yeah. Twitter went crazy with folks being upset. Uh, someone tweeted, quote, I don't blame Bomani for being a disgrace. I blame ESPN for allowing it. Bomani Jones, who hurt you? I'm serious. I don't want people in pain. Uh, end quote. And, yeah. I mean, there was, there's another quote I get to in just a moment. But, yeah, he wore a shirt that said Caucasians. had a dollar sign instead of a feather. Looked just like a Cleveland Indian shirt. Uh, do you think it was offensive and that he was wrong for wearing it? Well, I mean, uh, it's it's to me, it's a good play on a situation. For all of the people who felt that, you know, changing the the mascot for Cleveland or or the Washington Redskins or whatever was like, you know, oh, no, nah, that's part of American tradition. You know, we did it this well, that's a good way to just kind of throw back in your face, like, okay, what if what if this were the case? Uh-huh. I mean, from that aspect, I think he was every bit in the right to do it, you know, because one thing we always talk about, especially on this show, and that's what makes this show so great, is that this is one of the few shows where there's actually uh, at least a, a, a beginning point on some serious dialogue about some of the unresolved ills as far as, like, you know, things that might make uh, uh, minority cultures or something like that, you know, uh, less understood, you know. And I guess because now the Native American population is so small and so irrelevant to the average American just going about their business that people kind of take for granted, like, damn, you know, we, you know, having an actual human race, or or actual human beings' culture as a mascot of a damn team, I mean, like, okay, like that, that's fucked up when you think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, if, you, if you're if you sitting down, just like, okay, like, you know, everybody that know me know I got, you know, a little league football team. And, of course, you don't have to guess what the name of it is, but just say if it wasn't, though. I mean, <laughs> on, my best, on my best day, I wouldn't, you know, uh, I, I wouldn't even consider calling something uh, – you know, something based off of anything human. You know, even my own race. I mean, I just don't. I just don't even know how that even started, other than fucking with somebody. You know, so. Hmm. Uh, uh, and if you did do it with the mascot with the teeth all out and shit like that, I'm like, you know, it, you can't say it was done with taste. You know, right. on top of that, so it's kind of like those. Uh, some of those old. Uh, I don't know if this was started by Nazis or what. It's like those racial cartoons with, you know, Jewish people with a super big nose. or I mean, you know, <laughs> shit like that is just like you, you can't use that as nobody's damn mascot, man. So um, I think I think that was well within uh, a dialogue starter because it's just like it's, it's one of those things where I, and I'm only assuming this now. I'm assuming he has nothing against Caucasians whatsoever. I'm assuming that if there was any kind of 
uh, thought behind it that the process would be, well, since nobody can't seem to understand this for the people that do have a problem with certain stuff like this, you know, if I wear this, then it's like I'm 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 getting this conversation started, you know. Mm-hmm. So, and I, I just don't know how. I just don't know. I don't know how that can't be a conversation, a realistic conversation. You know, like how, how can you use a, another human being as a damn mascot? Mm-hmm. You know? And we're not talking about uh, a symbol, like okay, like those in the just for me with you know uh, SEC schools, okay, a volunteer. So if you had a covered wagon, okay, a volunteer is a is a it was, it was real people, but it was like a symbol of that state, and it's and it's not downing people. Just like Forty Niners that mine gold in eighteen forty nine, that's not downing nobody, you know. So I'm just kind of playing on both sides of it. A volunteer and a Forty Niner and a cowboy is not things that are derogatory. That's just acts of the past. But when you mm-hmm. say Indian, that's actually a slur on top of a slur because a Native American ain't even called no damn Indian. They thought the motherfucking Christopher Columbus thought he was in the West Indies and shit. So mm-hmm. I'm just saying, like, it's like how can you get a, like, okay, like, if it's warriors, it's cool. You can say warriors, but you can't say Indians. You can say braves, but you can't say redskins. I'm saying it's like it's it's different, if that makes any sense, you know. It's a little different when you do that. There, there are some people who say they take offense to being called a brave because it's a position like a chief or something. But I, I think that's kind of just being a little ticky. Well, but. yeah, that, that's those people that take everything to the edge. I mean, yeah. like, uh, but, you know, but, but, but with all cultures, you know, you will have stuff like the, you know, okay, if I said the South Side Samurais, that's not derogatory, but if I said the uh, – Southside Japs or something. It's like, okay, man, what, what yeah. the fuck? You know, it's like, you know, right. it's like, nah, you can't do that. You so, know, but yeah. where sam- samurais were Japanese, but a samurai is a actual position mm-hmm. or status, whereas, you know, slurring somebody's actual race or being is totally different. That's in a whole different category. Right. Well, I thought Bomani Jones replied to someone on Twitter, and I thought he really hit him good. And do probably not even smart enough to realize it. He says, "What happened if um, Granny talking about um, Granny from uh, the Mike and Mike show? What happens mm-hmm. if Granny wore an African American shirt on the air?" And Bomani re- replied, "Or Indians." <laughs> talking about the Cleveland. <laughs> I mean, this dude made it. He right. Made, dude made that's, a, that's really good. You know what? That really went over his head. Yeah. Because, that's the point he's trying to make. Because first right. of all, Caucasian is not even derogatory. Right. You know, exactly. First of all. So right. you have people that were up in arms saying it's offensive when it's not a derogatory word to be called right. a Caucasian. Not, 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 not derogatory would be like the... Crackers. Uh, right. Or, or the Red Mount Rednecks or some shit like right. that. And then the whole team right. is black. You're like, what the fuck? You know, it's right. like in your face, like this is disrespectful. You know, and it's not calling nobody right now. I mean, you know, but everybody know what you're trying to say. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not yeah. in good taste. <laughs> so, for all the people who got offended by this, uh, hopefully it's a wake-up call for you. Now you know how the 
you know, Native Americans feel. And I feel right. funny calling them them Native Americans, man, because they should just be Americans. Americans, right. Because people who were born in Germany aren't Native Germans. They're just Germans. And, or, you know, or, or they should just be called what they are, like by yeah, Choctaw, like Like here we have Apache. a lot of uh, Choctaws, and that's like the dominant, you know. Uh, yeah. Uh, then you got like a few Chickasaw and and Natchez and Florida yeah. Seminole. I mean, you call people what they are, but this is so funny. Uh, in my old high school down south Mississippi, before they started, you know, reforming, I guess the high school athletic things or whatever. Like our conference before this was before I got to high school, we actually played in the. <laughs> The Apache Conference. I, I never understood where that came from. Wow. Yeah. Yep. yep. I don't Man, know where that was, came from either. Yeah, it was like, uh, I, I don't know all the schools that made it up, but it's, you know, it's most of the ones around uh, South Mississippi on the Louisiana border was the Apache Conference. Okay. And Apaches okay. are synonymous more so out west than anywhere in right. the south. It's not so a I, I mean, on, on multiple levels, I don't know where the hell that came from. Yeah. I would have understood Natchez or Chickasaw or Choctaw uh-huh. or easier right. than Apache. So. All right. Well, on tomorrow's show, Zone Coverage returns, 9 o'clock Eastern, 8 o'clock Central. We'll talk sports. We'll get into uh, the wrap-up of the NBA season, maybe talk about the playoffs a little bit. By tomorrow, we'll have an idea, or at least while I'm on the air, we'll know how Golden State is playing and see if they break the Bulls' record of 72. Kobe plays his last game tomorrow night against the Utah Jazz, so we'll see if Kobe can go for 81 again if he got anything <laughs> left in the tank. We'll discuss Manny Pacquiao and his fight from this past weekend with Timothy Bradley and anything else that comes up sports-related on the Talk to Q Radio show. Sad situation over the weekend with um, oh, yeah. former New Orleans Saints Will Smith who was shot in a road rage incident by someone who was close to his size. Um, and I state that because, um, you know, a lot of people might say, well, you get a, you're get you afraid of a giant football player, so you shoot him. But this is a guy who was a football player himself, uh, not on the professional level, to my knowledge, but he was a football player at one time. And he was a pretty big dude, so he probably could have mm-hmm. gone toe-to-toe if necessary. But uh, I heard there some other evidence that was found in the case. I haven't read the other evidence. I think there was a fully loaded gun in Will Smith's car, so we don't know if Will may have pulled the gun first. I'm hoping that's not the case, given the guy's reputation for being strong against violence. But we don't know. And it's going to be up to his wife probably to try to sort things out in court. Um, Thankfully, she's doing better in a – you know, I know, I know we're going to talk about it tomorrow, but, you know, but I'm just, you know, I'm not a, you know, CSI person or nothing, but even if the, if the gap was loaded, if, to me, if it was possessed in a threatening manner, the position of the weapon would have been on the ground or something, like he had it in his hand. But if, if it yeah. was just in the car, still in the glove compartment, and just loaded, well, I mean, well, nobody wouldn't know that. Right. <laughs> exactly. So we'll get into that. We'll get into Josh Gordon 
could be done in the NFL. Oh, God. What in the world's going on with Johnny Manziel and his antics and all of that tomorrow as Zone Coverage returns to the Talk to Q radio show. And then we'll be right back next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central to discuss current event topics and everything else that may come up. Okay, so Eminem, I'm going to give you your final thoughts, man. You want to talk about the Zika virus, uh, self-driving cars, or anything else we had talked about, Caucasian shirts, um, like I said, knows whatever. <laughs> the, the Zika virus, man, that just some, that just some, uh, you know, hey, we need a, uh, we need a, a, a news story hype, you know, and I'm not saying it's not newsworthy, but in the context of how it affected Americans daily, uh, you know, they try to present the shit in a way to freak everybody out, like Ebola, when you know, even Ebola been out since the '70s, but you know. Uh, but at least the shit was spreading and all that kind of stuff, and you know. But uh, I mean, the, the Zika man, I'm talking about man. That that's not even worth even. You know, it, it's news, but it ain't news if that make any sense. Um. Uh, the, the 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 statement as far as the Caucasians uh, as a mascot on the shirt, I think that was brilliant because. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't see how it, it's like you, you can't call that disrespectful if you're doing it to somebody else. I mean, I mean, I mean. Now, if if, if we want to push this country forward and get rid of this notion of white privilege, whatever the fuck that's supposed to be, um, or any other race, but but I'm just saying white because that's the majority and that was the the shirt or whatever. But I mean, you have to look at it from different views, man. I mean, you can't just. Look at it like you know, you know. As, as long as it don't affect us, the hell with everybody else. We can make everybody else be anything else, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it kind of remind me of uh, I, I don't know if you ever seen the movie came. I came out like '96 or something like that. Uh, Jason Scott Lee played uh, Bruce Lee in the movie uh, Dragon, the story about Bruce Lee, mm-hmm. and uh, and they were showing when uh, the big balls head first came out. And they saw it in America. I mean, not the not the big boss. It was a uh, it was a character of a Chinese on some show. I think Mickey Rock or some popular actor was. And you know, they had the Chinese guy being real kooky and kind of like fake teeth and shit like that. With you know, like and his eyes extra closed and how it made him uncomfortable. But his wife didn't really. She was laughing, but she didn't really realize it. But she genuinely didn't hate him. That was her husband, and, and obviously, I guess she didn't hate Chinese either, but she just really didn't realize what it looked like. But once she saw how it affected him, and then she looked around at the audience, and to me, that's what I think the majority of white Americans are. I don't think they don't, you know, for the people who are labeled insensible, I, I don't think the average person hates anybody anymore like that. I don't think the average person don't like people. I think they they just sometimes have to be hit with certain realities to make them say, oh, wow, I didn't realize that was like that, but now I see that. Right. And I think that's what this kind of did, does. You know. Okay. You know, let's put your your face on some shit, you know. Uh, as far as the self-driving cars, no, nah, that, that ain't for me, you know. Uh, uh, matter of fact, man, that, that right there is going to change the game with a lot of shit, you know. 
niggas, you know, doing drive-bys be thinking of the past. It's like, nah, that car did it. They're like, how many how many people's in the car? Shit, nobody. <laughs> <laughs> it was on autofile. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, a nigga, you know, making a block, picking up his hoes and shit. You know, nobody in the car. Hoes just getting in, you know. And say she's soliciting. Hey, ain't nobody in the car. You know. <laughs> There's a loophole around it, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, shit. Picking up the Johns and dropping them off and bringing them back. Hey, you can't pick up nobody for soliciting. <laughs> 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 I ain't played that in a minute. Yeah, it's been a while, man. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, all right, man. I appreciate you hanging out. You're like old times, man. Yeah, yeah, man. I yeah. like, bro. There's some, there's some retro stuff here. <laughs> yeah, I know. Buck had had a date night tonight, and uh, I haven't spoken with Crystal or or Ray, so I'll check on them to see what's going on. But I appreciate you hanging out. So hopefully you'll get back on tomorrow and we'll get into some zone coverage. Yeah, yeah. It, it'll be kind of late when I get on, but I know y'all will be still in it because that, that one don't start at 9 o'clock, right? Uh, no, it's, yeah, it starts at 8 o'clock Central. 8, eight, so, eight o'clock, okay, okay. Yeah, so. But yeah, you yeah, know we usually go a pretty good ways with that, so. Right, right, right. All right, well, I want to thank everyone for listening to tonight's Talk to Q Radio show. The show can be heard live every Tuesday and Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. You can always go to TalkToQ.com to check out a calendar of events. You can also sign up for my new email newsletter and get insights on what's ahead for T2Q, as well as get a sneak peek over at my blog at ThankQ.me. I told you my latest cut on the blog is the dynamic between black men and women. Check it out. Thanks to thecrystalshow.com and foreverletter.life for being down with the show. Thanks to Eminem and everyone in the chat room and people who gave their two cents. All of you have a great night. Talk to you tomorrow. Peace out. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? almost like posting a blog, except I'm doing it live. Call it, go ahead. Oh, that came out, oh, all kinds of freaky. That's not what I meant. <laughs> you want to be my blog lover. My name is Quincy. The Talk to Q Radio Show. But I do believe that the love for money and power most of the time outweighs their love for women. And this is my show. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was saying too. I think I'm still doing a lot of shows with this. this thing too good. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World?